another version of the Watkins Award Show. I am, you know who, Coach T. Tate, and here's my guy. Now, I got to come up with a better name for him now because he's being recognized around the country as the sidekick. But none other than my right-hander, as I always say, J. Everett Pearsall. How you doing today, Mr. Pearsall? Absolutely magnificent, and it's great to see you on this wonderful Monday evening. Well, you know, I don't know what else to say other than the fact that, you know, it's Monday, it's the Watkins Award show, and we're going to dig into this thing again because we got an exciting guest today, Savon Huggins. And man, wait till you hear about him, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, young men and young ladies. It's going to be quite a show. But before we get there, as always, I have to do this before our guests show up. And I must admit, Mr. Pearsall called me up and he told me who the guest was going to be. And you talk about excitement, but I'm glad he had the foresight to make the communicate, make the contact and communicate when uh, Coach Huggins, if I may say now, I just can't call him Savon any longer. I have to call him Coach. So he's in that coaching fraternity. Well, Coach Huggins, before he gets here, I have to do a little disclaimer. I have to do that all the time before we get on the show. So the views and opinion. Uh, that you will hear from the Watkins Award show are those of yours truly, Coach T. Tate and Ev- J. Everett Pearsall. I don't want to mis- misquote Everett Pearsall, J. Everett Pearsall. I want you to get the right guy. When you start blaming people, I want you to blame J. Everett Pearsall and I, yours truly. So with that said, don't blame it on uh, BBS uh, radio, don't don't blame it on our sponsors, the commercials. Just blame it on us because it's kind of hard a lot of times to believe what in the world is going on. So I wanted to get that out uh, first and foremost. I also want to thank all of the kind people who have been a part of the Watkins Award show. I mean, clearly there have been a number of sponsors that's been helping us out. And we appreciate everyone who shows up and those who show out. But in particular, we got a new sponsor coming up today. Uh, I I kind of gave it away. Last week, we thought we were going to have that sponsor, but it came up this week. Now, if you want to be a sponsor, you want to run a commercial, please feel free to get in contact with either I or yours truly, Mr. Pearsall. Uh, We'll get back with you. Make sure that you know that what, you know, clearly you get, you get an awesome affiliation with some of the best athletes, but more so the best scholar athletes in the country. So, Mr. Pearsall, if I go by www.naaa.com, is there any mention uh, that you got something coming up in March? Give me a give the audience an idea of what's coming up in March. 
Man, I'm getting bubbly because we're getting closer and closer and closer. We are rapidly approaching the Watkins Award weekend in, I'll call it, Washington, D.C. area, although it'll be specifically in Bethesda, Maryland. We'll be bringing in this class of 2022 into the DMV, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area to be celebrated throughout the course of the entire weekend. We'll start out on Thursday evening by welcoming them to the city, and we'll go through the weekend, which will include a welcome reception, a tour of the city, taking a look at the African-American Museum. It will include a press conference, a VIP reception, and an award black tie gala at the Bethesda Blues and Jazz Club, which will be quite the production. We're working feverishly to make sure that the world knows how special these kids are. The world knows how special these families are, and they get to know them first from us, not for what they've done on the field, because you have a host of five-star athletes, the best in their positions in this entire nation, but with 4.9s and 4.2s and 4.1s and 4.0 grade point averages. They're the best of the best of the best. And we'll be bringing them to you live and celebrating them with you live as well. Well, I mean, I, I'm blown out of the water by the fact that you're going to have these young men in the DMV area. Uh, and clearly, you're talking, at least the language that you're using, you're saying the best of the best. So I want to stay on top of on, on top of the best of the best, because one of our proud, proud sponsors is Under Armour. And that's a, a neighbor of yours is in Maryland. And clearly, Under Armour validates. They validate who these kids are in terms of their athleticism. But we do have an Under Armour affiliate that's going to be talking about these young men. But even before we get to that point uh, in our show, uh, as we indicate or as I indicate, there are several sponsors that have been responsible for a lot of the stuff that has gone on. JMA Solutions, J.C. Lofton's Professional Alterations, uh, Auto Quick Lube, uh, Magic Waste, Valet. Uh, I mean, clearly we are uh, honored to have people to be a part. So if you want to be a sponsor of this event on March the 12th, is it too late to be a sponsor, Mr. Pearsall? Absolutely not. We have plenty of opportunities. There are people who have stepped up, but certainly uh, as we are in a crunch time over the next two weeks, please reach out to us as soon as possible so that we can have the appropriate sponsorship, both available as a cookie cutter, or perhaps even customized to what your needs are. So please step up and let us know uh, what your interests are. We definitely need uh, as much support as we possibly can get so that we can do the best that we can do at acknowledging these kids for what they have done so far, but more importantly, encouraging them to do more and more as their platform continues to grow. So you was you and I were down in Orlando on New Year's Day. Uh, the game itself didn't take place until January the 2nd. But during halftime, the 
the typical Watkins honoree was introduced. And unlike before, we have an opportunity to introduce those six young men to the viewers uh, and the listeners, because I realized that some people are listening with their phones uh, or computers while others are actually watching us. So I, I have to be respectful that we got listeners and viewers. Nonetheless, Under Armour presented these six young men. You and I didn't present them. Under Armour presented them. So if the engineer is listening, will you allow the audience to get a sneak preview of what they are going to see in the DMV area, please? Just give them a sneak preview of the Under Armour introduction at halftime on ESPN, a major network at that. Hey fans, the Watkins Award recognizes the nation's top African-American male high school scholar-athletes. The award has been presented annually since 1992 and is named for the late Franklin D. Watkins, who cared about the kids in his community and coached championship football and basketball teams in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. On March 12, 2022, in Washington, D.C., the National Alliance of African-American Athletes will recognize six premier African-American scholar-athletes with the presentation of the 30th Annual Franklin D. Watkins Memorial Award. The finalists are chosen based on their unweighted grade point averages, extracurricular activities, community service, personal statements, and letters of recommendation. With us, we have the founder and executive director of the Watkins Award, Everett Pearsall, chairman of the board, Kevin Clark, board directors, David Williams, Tyrone Tate, Keon Roberts, Val Emery, and Vareva Harris. Six finalists will be recognized for the 2022 Watkins Award trophy. Not present today is Brandon Davis, Under Armour All-American from Middletown, Delaware, with a sterling 4.2 grade point average at Middletown High School. But present here today and standing with their lovely families in alphabetical order, please welcome Tyler Booker with his mother, Tashana, and his father, William, from New Haven, Connecticut. Tyler's achieved high honor roll, volunteers for Black Couples United, Community Baptist Church, and Dominate the Day Camp, mentor at St. Luke's School and West Haven Seahawks football program, recipient of IMG Helpful Heart Award, member of the BSU, motivational speaker for Connecticut Youth, UA Next program, Mets Prep All-American, FBU All-American, and Under Armour Next All-American while maintaining a 3.0 GPA at IMG Academy. Fans, give it up for Tyler Booker! Next up, give it up for Elijah Green with his mother Leslie and father Eric from Windermere, Florida. Elijah has achieved high honor roll at all four years of high school, volunteers for Little League Baseball and mentor to many youth baseball leagues, spearheading diversity initiative in baseball, IMG Golden Glove, high school baseball preseason All-American, prospect wire All-American, perfect game All-American team, Baseball Factory All-Star, Baseball Factory All-American, Team USA 18U Team, ranked the number one high school baseball player, Prep Baseball Report number one player in the nation, and Under Armour Baseball All-American while maintaining a 4.1 GPA at IMG Academy. You guys are impressive. Give it up for Elijah Green. Green. 
Next up, give it up for Harold Perkins with his mother Bertha and Uncle Alvin from Cypress, Texas. Harold has achieved A-B honor roll for all four years of his high school. Mentor at Cypress Middle School, Houston Touchdown Club Offensive Player of the Year, first team all-district running back, first team all-district linebacker, Dave Campbell's Whataburger Super Team first team linebacker, all-state running back, first team all-district running back, first team all-district linebacker, and Under Armour Next All-American while maintaining a 4.9 grade point average at Cypress Park High School. Give it up for Harold Perkins. Next up, give it up for Brennan Thompson. Here with his mom, Bonnie, from Spearman, Texas. Brennan is a member of the National Honor Society, academic All-American, Spearman football homecoming king, volunteer at the ARC Domestic Violence and Sexual Abuse Center and Chamber of Commerce, also volunteers for Christmas meal delivery and Big Brothers Big Sisters, silver 100-meter state champion, gold 200-meter state champion, First-team all-district defensive back. First-team all-district wide receiver. All-state all-purpose player. Ranked number 11 in the state in the state of Texas. ESPN ranked 91st player in the nation. Rivals ranked 66th nationally. And Under Armour football All-American while maintaining a 4.2 grade point average at Spearman High School. Wow. Brennan Thompson. Last but not least, let's make some noise for Wesley Williams. He's with Mom Paula and Father William from Gainesville, Virginia. Wesley is a member of the National Honor Society, volunteer for DECA Inclusivity Project, Buddy Club member, volunteer for Football Faith Timeout, Youth Football Mentor, First Team All Met, Maryland All-State Team, and Regional Defensive Player of the Year while maintaining a 4.2 grade point average at Battlefield High School. Give it up for Wesley Williams! Fans, what an incredible group of young men that have incredible GPAs and are involved in a myriad of community service activities that give back to their local communities. Under Armour is proud to be a major supporter of the 2022 Watkins Award Trophy presentation and program. Fans, one more time, a huge round of applause for these young men. Wow, you guys are awesome. Well, Mr. Pearsall, you know, I... <laughs> It never ceases to amaze me. I mean, just an awesome group of young men. And I again, I want to go back and make sure that just in case someone missed it, one, I want to make note that one of the board members was not recognized. That was Edward Ransom. Uh, also, I noticed a local advisor, Coach Knight, was on the field as well. So I want to recognize him as well. And I want to just not just put it out there for uh, one particular person, but I know that there was little technical difficulties with uh, Harold Perkins from uh, Cypress, Texas. And I just wanted people to know in order to pull off what he did, these are the type of young men that represent the uh, Watkins Award very well. I mean, he was 4.9 GPA a four-year A.B. honor roll achievement, mentor at Cypress Middle School, Houston Touchdown Club, offensive player of the year, 
first team all district running back, first team all district linebacker, Dave Campbell's Whataburger super team, first team linebacker, all state running back, uh, Under Armour All American, first team all district, and first team all district linebacker, both running back and linebacker. I mean, clearly, Mr. Pierce, uh, these are the accolades that these men, it's 127. Now you add uh, these six, that's 133 young men have come through the program. With Absolutely, accolades. man. I mean, just uh, unbelievable, unbelievable skills. Uh, and I just want to say that none of them cease to amaze me. None of them. And so up in Q, I see that we have a young man that came through the program in 2011. I don't know if I can call him a young man any longer. I mean, he he didn't age a little bit. But he was with a group of five, uh, and it was Wayne Lyons who went to Stanford. Kendall Thompson went to Oklahoma. Uh, James Varda went to Stanford, and uh, Ramon White went to uh, Wright, went to uh, Stanford. Now, I can't just call him Savon Huggins, as I mentioned. He's in the coaching fraternity. I have to call him Coach Huggins. But Coach Huggins, when he came out of high school, I don't have to talk about all of his accolades, but I must admit, one accolade just stands out. And all the rest, I mean, for him to be able to all, I mean, and, and it's just unbelievable in a season. He almost calculated 2,000 yards in a season. Now, he, this is, this is phenomenal stuff that's going on. And he started for four years. That means he was on varsity as a ninth grader. But more importantly, he was a five-star. And I try to give people an understanding about five-stars that you typically won't get no more than 127 of them in a year. In most cases, only 30. There's only been 287 of them since 2000. So you started 2000 and now we in 2000, we in 2022. So maybe we are over in the 300 threshold now. But the more the story is, there is 1.1 million football players, active football players in high school who have an opportunity to get this honor. And then you start really peeling back the onion and you say that you got a running back, a skilled position. Well, there may only be three or four running backs to get the five-star ranking. All that said, Coach Savon Huggins, sir, how are you doing? Man, thank you for the introduction. Wow, that was <laughs> here by myself in years. <laughs> but uh, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well, man. Uh, thanks for having me on this this evening, man. It's uh, great to see you guys, man. It's well, it's we're more get a chance to see you. So it's good to see you, man. We're more happier to have you here. You're thanking us. Man, we thanking you more than you can ever man. think of it. But family, I'm man. I'm gonna dig down in this thing because 
See, this show is heard by a lot of women because there are a lot of single parent homes, women running the homes, but there are some dual parent homes, husband and the wife is in the house. So you got mom and dad in the house. And then, of course, there are homes where there's no parents in them, but there's an adult that's guiding this young man. And mm-hmm. so when you, I mean, in the Huggins household, I say it all the time. What's going on in the Huggins household? Because, you know, you didn't just bump your head on the wall and say, oh, I'm going to be a, not a, a student athlete, but a scholar athlete. What's going on in your household when you're playing Pop Warner football? And by the time you get to the ninth grade, you starting as a freshman on the varsity football team? Talk to me. What's happening, man? What dad and mom talking to you about? Hey, uh, I think uh, I learned at a very young age probably that I was talented most kids my age. And uh, once my parents started to see that, they started to challenge me um, to, to go in other places and venturing outside of just, you know, you know my area. But the one thing that just remained consistent as I, as I continued to have success was um, how important it was to make sure I take care of home. And what I mean by home, I mean, you know, not necessarily just all my academics, but my chores, um, how I treat people, um, my relationship with the people around me. Um, those were the most important things that my parents instilled in me at a very, very young age. Um, so it, it kind of just became second nature to me as I continuously had success that that the, the thing that the reason why I am where I am was because no matter how good of a game I had on Sunday in Pop Warner, um, you know, if I wanted to go out with my friends, my parents would make sure I clean my house. You know, my bed was clean. You know, I had to wash dishes, you know, so there was a certain level of me being humble and, and inadvertently not knowing it. But, you know, I had to take care of home first. You know, if my grades weren't intact, if I didn't have anything, you know, or A or B or, 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 or in that range, you know, we the, we would have to sit home and, and figure out what's what's happening. Why 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 aren't your grades up to par? So those things just kind of you know were instilled in me at a very young age. Um, that that kind of took over as I got older, where I became you know accountable for what I wanted for my own self. Sure. And uh, with the success that I was starting to have, you know, it didn't take my uh, my parents to get on me. I was kind of you know holding myself accountable. Um, and, and those things kind of led into you know, the next phase of my, my, my career going into high school and wanting more for myself and, you know, stepping outside of my comfort zone, making a you know, commute to school two hours, um, sacrificing so much in my personal life to achieve something, you know, where I wanted to play on Sundays. And, and I, I wanted that at a very young age. And it kind of starts back to, again, just, just reiterating, taking care of home. And how important all of those things up until the point where I was able to play, like you said, on, on, on RC as a freshman, where, you know, I didn't just all of a sudden have success. You know, I, I established discipline, a level of commitment, um, a, a great work ethic, you know, at a very young age on and off the field. So by the time I was in a position to to be exposed to, to more people outside of just my local neighborhood, um, you know, you may see what I'm able to do on Friday nights, but you know, I've been doing that, you know, Monday through Thursday academically, you know, in the classroom where, you know, Friday is just what you see for, for an hour and a half. So um, a really big emphasis has to do with my parents, you know, and, and uh, what they instilled in me at such a young age. 
So, you you know, this stuff just doesn't happen by magic. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to step you through uh, high school. So now you're a senior. Right. You got the grades. Mm-hmm. I mean, wh- wh- what makes you so focused in the classroom? Because it's so easy to become distracted. Mm-hmm. I mean, your biggest influences are the people you hang around. So birds and the feather flock together. But what is keeping you so focused that your grades are putting you in that category as a scholar athlete? We'll get into the athleticism, Mm -hmm. but as a scholar. I think I think you alluded to that, you know, uh, birds of a feather flock together is associating yourself with the right crowd of people. I mean, the people to my left and the right of me that, that I associate with, you know, I wasn't the only one who had good grades. You know, the people that, that I, you know, play with on my team, the people who I hung out with, the, we, we all had similar goals. We all wanted to play in college. You know, we all had, you know, great grades. You know, we all worked out together outside of just, you know, on the football fields. So academically, I was, you know, challenged by, by my teammates, but but people who, you know, wanted to strive for as much as I, they did, uh, I did academically. And, and I think the biggest component as a high school student athlete is to, you know, who you associate yourself with. And, and, you know, I didn't necessarily always was friends with all the football players. You know, I, I wanted to challenge myself. Like, and I went to a private school and, and some of those kids, you know, had really pristine, you know, academia. Like they were there just to not play football or play a sport. You know, they wanted to go there for school. And I challenged myself to be one of the top in the class. You know, the kids who were going to Dartmouth or, or Harvard, like my mindset was I wanted to be friends with them. You know, I wanted to challenge myself as much as I did, you know, athletically, academically. And the only way I was going to be able to do that is if I surrounded myself with people like that. And I think that's one of the biggest things that that I learned at a young age is, you know, I am who I surround myself with. And when well, I was able to do that, that kind of helped me, in, in essence, you know, be a, a great scholar athlete. Well, I, I, I and I'm sorry, I almost cut you off, but oh, no problem. I, you know, that's uh, interesting that you say that because now you are a senior. Now yes. I want you to really peel back this onion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got about three minutes left before we just go into what we call our halftime, a commercial, uh, just a quick commercial break. But I want you to at least start on this now. And that is, wh- what does it take? You're a coach now. You're a college coach. So what does it take to be a five-star athlete? You in the classroom, you didn't already talked about what it takes to be a scholar in the classroom. You know, your associates, the people you, you push yourself, mm-hmm. accountability. So now as a five-star athlete, what does it take to get to that status? Uh, well, I'll say this as a from a culture perspective, man. You know, as you as you kind of see the the Super Bowl unfold, and all the people who are, you know, achieving at the highest level is that you don't necessarily have to be a five star athlete to to achieve. You know that. You know, I think you know a five star athlete, very few and far between, is obviously a, a compilation of work ethic, a compilation of you know you know commitment and you know on and off the field, but also the exposure. I think one of the biggest things that 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 being in a position where you can get exposed to a lot, playing a high you know caliber of competition in high school, allows certain players to be in a conversation 
uh, to be in that, you know, if you go to St. Thomas Aquinas, if you go to you know, school like I went to, you know, you go to modern day, you know, th- those kids who are having success at a high level were playing national schedules, you know, so, so by, by being able to play, you know, you know, people, you know, your opponents and, and they are ranked like you are and you're having success, you're having that, that kind of, you know, in terms of the, the beat writer's eyes uh, denotes that person to being able to be, you know, high caliber, you know, guy with five stars, but ultimately, man, like as a coach, you know, that's the one thing that when I started coaching high school football is that I wanted people to understand that you didn't have to be a five-star athlete to, to go to college, you know, wow. that, that, that you, you, you didn't have to, you know, yes, I was, and I had all the accolades, but the, the, the goal, make no mistake about it, is to go to college for free, right? And, and, and using, you know, your, your, your platform athletically and, and, and academically to help you achieve that. And um, as you see some of the people in the NFL, not all of them were five-star athletes, you know, who, who make it to the, the big league. So um, that's the one thing that I've always preached as I kind of, as the generations have gone on, because when I was a five-star athlete, I didn't, I didn't notice it. Now it's like, you know, some of these young men are, are chasing those things and, and I want to continuously remind them the goal is to go to school for free. Anything My, else right. is, is a byproduct of, of you obviously competing at a higher level and those things, you know? So, um, yeah. Well, I, I know it's about that time for that commercial break on the other side. I got one more question for you. And I'm sure that these parents and these young men in particular young ladies yes. who also, you know, they want to, they, they want to use their athleticism to get a free education as well. So with that said, the engineer, he should hear it. It's about time for that commercial. So we're going to run that commercial on the other side. I got a one last question for you uh, in terms of this five-star status thing, man, because it's, it's very unique. And certainly mm, yep. you going through it gives them a very good understanding uh, from a perspective as a player and now as a coach and what it takes to get that status. So we'll be right back. Engineer, go ahead and run that commercial for us. I'm a dreamer. It all starts with a dream. Innovative circuits run the creative mind. No limits. Overriding beliefs. Jump in. Take all. Uncompromised. The entrepreneur spirit is a faithful friendship towards the future. What will you be packing? Swiss Digital Design is one of our sponsors, our newest sponsor. As a matter of fact, their backpacks come with uh, some type of uh, uh, backpack finder and anti-theft. So if you set it down in the airport, you know, Coach Huggins, you be running around a lot. You might Mm -hmm. just forget that you left your backpack. Well, guess what? Your backpack won't let you forget you left it. It'll start making a loud noise when you get too far away from it. And that is you could go to sleep. And if somebody picks it up and try to walk away, once it gets a certain distance from you, a loud noise will go off. So the next time you're looking for that high-tech backpack, I'm telling our viewers, go to Swiss Digital. 
and Swiss, Swiss Digital has that ultimate high-tech backpack. Also, they have them with a massager in the back. So you hit that button, it'll stop massaging your back. That's what Mr. Pearsall, he knows all about that. But on this side, Coach Huggins, now as a coach at Boston College, I mean, you're talking Power Five, major, you know, university as a coach, and you're a running back coach. So what is it that you're looking for? Because you say, hey, the qualities of a five-star is not necessarily the qualities that you find in the NFL, because we all know at the end of the day, it's all about the mindset. You can have all of the tangibles physically. People say you pass the eyeball test, but, you know, clearly there's one tangible that you can't see. It's the mindset. It's what you do. So what is it that you're looking for in that athlete that's coming from that small town that says, I'm not getting the exposure like all the other guys. I don't come from the big city. I don't go to the Rutgers University. And then, you know, you go off to another school and get a master's degree. I mean, man, you are football and academic heavy. What are you looking for to see if a kid has those kind of qualities that you had coming through? Well, obviously, um, one of the things I do, I always talk to a high school coach. You know, I think it's important to, to start the process and kind of getting a beat on, on what the high school coach thinks about the individual player. You know, uh, and obviously some are in between where they might blow him up or they might, you know, hey, you know, he's a good player, but his grades aren't good. But but kind of getting a general synopsis of who, who the young man is prior to me really having a, a conversation with him. I might, you know, obviously, you know, go back and forth on, on Twitter or something with the kid. But getting feedback from the high school coach is very important to me because he's the one that's around him all day. Uh, so just getting a chance to hear about that. And then when we're di- diving deeper into the young man is how much does he love the game? Um, a, lo- a lot of these student athletes nowadays, um, they sometimes play for the wrong reasons. And, and, it's, a, and it's, it's up to you as a coach, teacher, mentor to really identify what it is that, that really makes them tick. Um, why do they play this game? Who do they play for? You know, are, are all of those things are very, very important. Because ultimately with this transfer portal and these other things is you're starting to realize that a lot of these young men don't love the game or, you know, sometimes they aren't willing to to uh, to go through adversity. Because you're going to go through adversity in college in some way, shape, or form, whether you've had success at a high level, whether it be an injury, whether, you know, um, you're taking a backseat effort, whatever it may be, you're going to go through some type of adversity. Mm-hmm. But it's important as you kind of go through the process to identify if this young man really loves the game and who is he played for. And as I kind of continue to to vet those things out and I get a chance to really know the young man, now I'm going in a circle, right? I want to know about who's the most influential person in his life, who's the decision maker. Is it his mom? Is it his dad? Is it his uncle? Is it his, uh, you know, youth coach? You know, is it his trainer? Okay. The, the interesting thing about all those things is they all have their his best interests at heart. Once I get a chance to really understand who they are, now I'm going to the guidance counselors. I'm going to people who have no bias to the young man. You know, now they have a different outlook on them, right? So I'm going to the guidance counselor. I'm asking the secretary at the school how this young man, right? That kid may have no clue, you know, you know, you know how he interacts with the you know, secretary. But I'm asking the secretary. 
I'm going to ask the nurse. I'm going to ask the principal. I'm going to ask the AD. So, so the more people I get in terms of saying great things about the kid, the more I feel comfortable going all in on them. You know, you might get mixed reviews, right? You might get something that, that's said from the parent or, or the coach. And then you might talk to a guidance counselor and say, well, well, you know, I have never had any communication with him or, or, you know, may, maybe you're hearing from a trainer, something different than the coach. See, now there's a disconnect, but you can only identify those things. If something about somebody you really want in your program, you need to identify what's the most important things to this kid and who his circles around as he associating himself with the right crowd of people. So all of those things are, are things that I, that, that I take into play outside of just looking for a guy with great talent because great talent, talent is great, you know, but I can find out anywhere. That's a dime a dozen. You know, it, it's the other intangibles, like you said, Tyrone, off the field, you know, how does he treat people, right? How does he treat them? Does he have a girlfriend? Let me talk to his girlfriend. You know, uh, does she want him to go to the same college? What does she have going for her? Is she an athlete? Is she a regular student, right? Okay, if she's just a regular student, well, why is she just dating him? Is it just an athlete? Right. Well, do you want to go to school close to home because of your girlfriend? Like all of these things, you know, as I'm talking to the young man, I'm identifying and trying to understand where what's making him tick. Oh, I want to stay close to home. Why do you want to stay close to home? You know, um, if I'm recruiting you and you're from Texas. Right. And, and we're coming down there because, you know, we think that you can play. Are you willing to make the commitment to leave home? Well, who's the person that's, that's struggling with him leaving home? Is it him or is it his mom? OK, I gotta communicate with the mom more. So all of these different things that as I'm kind of going through the process, I'm vetting out, you know, as we continuously dive in with the young man, which allow me to, you know, ultimately when he comes to make a decision, um, everybody feels more comfortable. And the more information, you know, uh, on the young man, the, the, the less surprises there are, the more you feel comfortable about whatever happens afterwards. And again, this all goes about ultimately, you know, does he love the game and, and who's he do it for? And, and, and as you kind of, you know, put the pieces together now, now, now you, you know, attack each and every angle. And, and, and now you feel comfortable when he's ready to make a decision. You know, we're all in cahoots on the same page. All right. So all of these things are kind of going through my mind as a coach, you know, and, and it's like, you know, the talent is the easy piece. I can find, you know, you can put the tape on. It's the the other pieces that you have to be organized in and, and, uh, and making sure when's his birthday, you know. Um, the, the, what about his parents' birthdays? You know, who other influential people in his life that I need to know about? And I need to communicate on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I said, because once he commits to me, if something happens at school or I want to give him good news, who am I contacting when he's at school? So these are the things in terms of the intangible piece, the outside pieces that that allow me to feel comfortable making a decision when it comes to this is the right fit for what we're looking for in, a pro, in our program. Well, after that explanation there, I don't think there should be anyone having a problem getting a, a $200,000, $300,000 scholarship <laughs> because they got the athletic and academic skills. Now is the opportunity to get a free education. That's right. And so I want to thank you very much because I know a lot of parents that listen to our show a lot, we constantly have that conversation and you couldn't have gave a better explanation from A to Z. So thank you so much. And I'm just going to pass you on over to my right-hand man, my guy that I'm joining at the hip. And I'm sure he got some exciting stuff for you, Mr. J. Everett Pearsall. Hey, 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 Savon Huggins, a.k.a. 
Mr. Huggins, a.k.a. Huggy, <laughs> a.k.a. Say Say, a.k.a. Mr. New Jersey, a.k.a. Mr. St. Peter's Prep, a.k.a. Mr. Ruckus, a.k.a. Mr. Scarlet Knight, a.k.a. Mr. Five Star Running Back, a.k.a. Mr. Best Running Back in New Jersey, a.k.a. Best Runner, Best Catcher, Best Explosiveness, I Can Do It All, Coach Huggins. Welcome to the show. Thank you, man. Ooh, that was a good one, man. Hey, man. Hey, Tyrone, I think E.L. did you, bro. <laughs> now, I, I think about the opportunity that I had, Savon, to, to be introduced to you back in 2011 and, and then go on to see you play in the Under Armour All-American game. And I think you joined right after we were showing uh, our announcement of the kids for this year, um, meeting your dad, uh, Wendell, who is really the MacGyver of business, the jack of all trades, you name it, he'll do it, and he'll do it well at a high level. And the soft-spoken, but sweet, solid assassin, and we just going to call her Al, Mama Huggins, right? We know how she rolls, and then your lovely sister bringing it all home. The opportunity to talk to them, and I remember the one question uh, that you did not see me ask your dad, but I was like, hey, Pop, Tell me a little bit about your son, and in fact, what does he do best on the football field? And you know what your dad said? I'd like to tell you one thing, but he does it all well. And as I had an opportunity to see you play in that Under Armour game and now work your way through college, I saw you do it all. One of the things I want to ask you is that as you went through all the trials and tribulations yeah. in high school at that level, Give us one situation that you faced that you had to make a decision on doing the right thing versus the wrong thing and how you made that decision. Um, I think, you know, it, you know, when you're in high school, me being a former high school teacher is when students start to identify who they are, you know, in every which shape or form, you know, they start to, you know, cultivate these cults, you know, um, basketball players, baseball players or, you know, some want to get into drugs, some some want to do other things, and, and you kind of start to really see that in going into their sophomore year of high school, and everybody starts to kind of disperse in different cults. I mean, that's just what high school is all about. And um, I don't know, I just, I just feel, you know, when, when I was in high school, you know, no matter how good or we are or, or athletic, athletically, you know, guys are, you know, everybody kind of has different interests you know, outside of playing football, playing sports. And, and, and some guys, you know, decided to just do things that I just wasn't really, you know, wasn't aligned with what I was doing. And um, it's important for me to just, again, just keep my, my head on straight and understanding what I want to achieve. And just because, you know, you're in a great team doesn't mean everybody wants to, to go to the NFL, right? Like everybody wants to have fun in high school. Um, some people love to work hard, but but if they don't see themselves achieving anything past high school, you know, th th they'll go into different things. And, and for me, that that was something, obviously, from a decision-making standpoint. I just had to make sure that I'm always, you know, aligning myself with the right crowd of people, um, like I did in the classroom, in order for me to achieve what I wanted to. Um, so I think that was one of the biggest things. But to, to go back to my high school experience, I didn't really have too much of of, of – too many negative influences, you know, because I, for the most part, majority of the people on my team wanted to all, you know, achieve, you know, not only just a 
just a, you know, championship and go to college. Everybody kind of, you know, paying $15,000 to go to school, you know, so, so you wanted to be there, right? Like, you know, you, you commute in, you know, half hour, hour, you know, hour, 15 minutes to go to school. Like you wanted to be there. So like, if you didn't want to be there, most kids that, you know, you know, I started maybe in my class, I think maybe 300 kids by the time I was a senior was like, like 132. So ultimately kind of just like shed themselves off, you know, because it's not for everybody. You know, we say that all the time, prep isn't for everybody. Um, So for the most part, I did not have too much, but obviously, you know, you know, kids are human, you know, uh, and and I'm hanging out. I just got to make sure I remind myself, you know, what I want to ultimately achieve. So what I see is a a powerful part of what your statement was, is the fact that you aligned yourself with the right people. And by doing that, what you did was really eliminate the influences that could have been negative. And you didn't put yourself in a position where you were, you know, looking at making a bad decision because the the folks around you, birds of a feather did flock together, as you mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier, and you guys were moving in the right direction of right mind. And so where some may have been in the situation where they had to make those decisions, you didn't because the folks around you were moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, you went to Rutgers at a time. And when I talk about the Watkins Award, we, you know, you're our first Jersey guy. And the reason for that is when you go above Maryland, and really in Maryland and D.C., the heavy emphasis is on basketball. And so we have a very difficult time really having a, a plethora of individuals that are competing for the Watkins from your area. Now, more important to that, when you take a look at the fact that you went to Rutgers, most of those four and five star athletes, because of that, are leaving that area and going to play in other areas in 2011. It wasn't popular for you to make a decision as a five star right. athlete to stay at home. And so that was something really strong. But again, you went on the Rutgers, had a good career there, somewhat limited because of some of the injuries that you had, but you were never deterred. You left there and went on to get your master's degree and got out with two degrees, your undergrad and then your master's degree and continued through every obstacle without skipping a beat. As you think about all the things you've done, both through those challenges and now into your professional career of coaching, what has the Watkins Award meant to you? Man, you know, talk about, you know, you know flocking and associating the right crowd of people. I mean, everybody that was in my class, Tyrone, um, said earlier, you know, two guys went to Stanford, you know, uh, one guy went to Oklahoma, you know, as, as an alum now, other guys going to Duke, Stanford and, and Texas and Nicole Dean, at, you know, Georgia, like, Man, it, it just feels so great to be in a space where, you know, young African-American males are all doing the right thing on and off the field. And, and to me, that was always um, it's going back and seeing the next generation of young men is to be in a, in a safe space. You know, um, that's the most beautiful thing about the Watkins to me, man, is the relationships that I've created, you know, through the Watkins of playing football, but you know, being a scholar athlete and, and being able to, you know, reach and, you know, touch other people in other parts of the country. If I'm in Georgia, I can go give James Varda a call and he can you know, pull up in my hotel if I'm playing Georgia Tech in Atlanta. You know, like I wouldn't have never been able to be do that if I didn't have this opportunity to go, you know, see Rich Yergman, who went to Clemson, played at Boston College and, and we down in Clemson in South Carolina. And he pulls up on the hotel because he still lives in South Carolina. You know, those experiences are invaluable. And it goes back to how important the Watkins has been for all of us. 
and, and, you know, as we all, you know, graduated and achieved different things in our life, we've all had our own successes and it's good to, to, to still be able to communicate with each other, you know, um, and, and how it is to allow the younger generation for them to see, like, this is what we created. This is what, you know, we've done. And, and that, again, this is a safe haven, safe place. Um, and a great networking a, a tool for, for each other to, to help achieve. If someone wants to be a coach, you know, you got people in the industry, myself and, and Matt Daniels with the, you know, Dallas Cowboys. No, is he with, he's with Dallas, Dallas Cowboys, Cowboys now. Yeah, yeah, Dallas Cowboys. He, he was with the Rams before. Or you can, you know, make a phone call and, hey, you know, I want to get involved in coaching. Well, you don't have to, you know, look no further than just giving one of us a call. You know, if I want to get involved in motivational speaking, Hey, I can go down there and, and call Jurgen. If I want to, you know, get an architect, I can go talk to James Vardis because he he was architecture at Stanford. You know, so so to be able to to have different people in my network, you know, uh, across the country playing the game we love, but more importantly, uh, you know, the scholar athlete component of it is uh, you know something that's so invaluable. And I don't take the Watkins, you know, for granted at all, man. It's uh, I mean, shoot, man, I had you know you at my wedding. You know, we talk about relationships, you know, um, <laughs> all of those things are just so beautiful, man, to, to see it come to fruition. And, you know, uh, um, I'm so grateful for it. Oh, man, very well said. And thank you very much for those kind words about the Watkins. And really, that's what it's all about. Now, you know, at the end of the day, you're now in, in the business of of helping, you know, young men. Uh, become adults and kind of matriculating through becoming who they are. Right. Tell our listening audience a little bit about a lot of the things that you've done leading up to that point. Meaning, I want to hear about your brand, the business. I want to hear about some of the training that you've done in terms of trying to help kids get to the next level. And again, if you want to talk about your coaching experience there at Boston College as well, give us a couple of minutes about what you're doing now and some of the things that you've been involved with. Yeah, you know, uh, just to kind of backtrack, so I've been coaching high school ball after I finished playing for four years. Kind of coaching found me, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do after I finished playing. You know, uh, you know you're never ready to, to hang it up. And in and, and most cases, it doesn't happen on your terms. You know, you know, Tom Brady can do it on his term, but very few and far between where people are able to hang it up on their terms. And, and you know, the, the important thing that – um after I finished playing was I started to coach and I started to teach. Um, and I realized very soon that I, my passion was to inspire and impact student athletes, but also just normal students. Right. I was working in special needs classes and I never thought I'd do that and nothing against it, but you know, it, it told me patience. It told me, okay, not everybody learns the same. Not everybody's mindset wants to go play in the NFL. So me coaching in a public school setting, allowed me a different way to approach the game in a way I'll never forget. I was my first year coaching at this public school. And I'm like, I don't understand why these young men don't want to like play at the collegiate level. Like, they just wanted to have a great time. And and for me, that was different because when I played, you know, we all wanted to go play in the NFL. We wanted to play big time college football and everybody doesn't have those same goals. So it allowed me to to be able to redefine how I teach and identify that not everybody wants to be a five-star athlete, that a plenty of people just want a great high school experience. But I also have to, again, identify what is important to them. So I had to step outside myself. So, you know, me coaching and doing those things. And in the offseason, I would personal train. I would motivational speak. Um, spoke to many different universities and, and, and uh, high schools just talking about, you know, uh, just the things that I went through as a student athlete in college, in high school. 
And then I, uh, you know, was fortunate enough to jump into college back during the pandemic. And, uh, you know, I coached at uh, University of Buffalo and University of Massachusetts and now um, here at Boston College. Um, and one of the biggest things throughout the recruiting process that I will say is I don't recruit, I build relationships. And, and you know, it's important to build relationships because you never know where you might be. Um, make a long story short, my head coach here, I'm 28 years old. My head coach recruited me when I was 14. He was he was a position coach 14 Very years nice. ago. Wow. And, to, wow. And, and for it to come full circle where he, he recruited me, uh, he coached me. And now we're you know, on the same staff together. You know, it all goes back to, again, just building relationships. And, and I wouldn't be where I am without it. And, and again, goes back to, again, taking care of home. As I said in the beginning, when Tyrone asked me, like, how do you get to where you? Well, that was something that I inadvertently just was instilled in me, taking care of home, treating people right, doing the right thing. Yeah. You know, always making sure that that people have a great impression when you leave them. And when you do that, you know, over the course of time, you know, the best advertisement is word of mouth. And as you, you know, as you kind of, you know, you know, build your brand and build who you are, um, and word gets out, you know, how you are as a person, not from just people that you know, people you don't know. It puts you in a good position. So I'll turn you back over to Coach Tate, a motivational speaker, coach, trainer. Has his own brand as an entrepreneur. He didn't even get to talk about that. So thank you, my brother. Say, say. Hey, Coach Huggins, how can someone get in touch with you real quick? Hey, you can uh, follow me on Twitter. Um, uh, Coach S. Huggins. Um, that's my Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, and, uh, and I'm available on that. That's the platform I use most. So, Coach S. Huggins, you can find me on LinkedIn. My first and last name, Savon Huggins. Well, we appreciate you. Another great day for the Watkins Award. And let me tell you, my sidekick, Jay Everett Pearsall, is gloating with all kind of glow on him. Especially when he comes behind me. Of course he's going to be better than me. He heard what I said, and then he's going to try to outdo me. Well, look here. Thanks again, Coach Huggins. We look forward to some awesome times up there at Boston College, wherever you go. We know that you're going to be successful. This is Coach T. Tate and my sidekick, Jay Everett Pearsall, and our special guest, again, Coach Huggins. Keep an eye on him up there at Boston College because we know that now they're going to be in the running for a national championship. We're out of here. Another edition of the Watkins Awards show here on a Monday. Thank you, everybody, for being here with us. See you next Monday. I know you can do it. All you got to do is put your mind to it.